0: He's enduringly strong. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. Available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He defends the lepers, He forgives sinners, He discharges debtors, He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble, He blesses the young, He serves the unfortunate, He regards the age, He rewards the diligent, and He purifies the meek. I wonder if you know Him. He's a key to knowledge. He's a well-spring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His enough, his grace is decision, his reign is righteous, and his yoke is easy, and his burden, is lighter. I wish I could describe him, for yet he's indescribable, he's incomprehensible, he's invincible, he's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind. You see, you can't get him off of your hand. You came out with him, and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Terror couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave...
1: Well good morning, Solible Church. My name is Dave and it's great to be here with you this morning. Thanks for taking some time to join us this morning in our online gathering. If you're watching during the premiere this morning, or right at the 10 o'clock mark on Sunday morning, would you take some time and just hop into the live chat there and say hello? There's probably already a conversation happening there, but we'd love to hear from you. If you're watching any other time, would you hop into the comment section of this video and leave us a little comment? We would love to hear that and we'd love to see it. It's a real big boost for those of us putting the content together and maybe like this video too. We really appreciate that as well. We're going to be doing things just a little bit different this morning, but before we get into that, here is a few of our weekly updates. We're so blessed to be having Jake and Sierra Crozen with us, all the way from Texas this morning and their team. And so before we uh, get into a little bit more about them, let's uh, just take a minute and hear from them.
2: Hey everybody, uh, Jake and Sierra here from Texas. We're super pumped to be uh, leading worship with you guys this morning. and. Uh, yeah, we're just happy to be worshiping with you in uh,
1: in spirit this morning. Well, thank you so much, Jake and Sierra. And this is going to be wonderful. We're going to be able to be uh, blessed by your gifts. And thank you so much for doing that for us. You're blessing our church immensely, and you're part of our church. We pray for you all the time. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. This morning we're going to be devoting our entire gathering to communion. If you haven't already, would you please take a little bit of time, you have a few minutes, to grab some of the elements, maybe some bread and some juice and have that available and ready to go. In just a few minutes, Pastor Ken will be along and he will walk us through uh, how to do that and everything else. We'll do that all together, but if you have that stuff prepared, you'll be uh, in much better shape. Uh, Grab your Bible as well, have it ready to go, and we'll be ready in just a few minutes. Well, we talked about last week that this morning we'll be taking up our benevolence offering. There's amazing things happening in our community in Jesus' name, and we want uh, to give you the opportunity to join with us in that. Hop over to sobelchurch.ca slash giving to find out all the ways that you can partner with us in that. And please join us in prayer as we touch the lives of people in our community. Well, something really exciting happening here in just one month's time on March the 6th. We're going to be filling up the tank here at the uh, church and be hosting a baptism service. Uh, So we would love to hear from you if you are uh, a Jesus follower, have not yet been baptized, and we'd love to just walk through some of that with you. So would you text Ken, Ken at solvablechurch.ca or give a call to the office and we'll walk you through those next steps. We'd love to hear from you. As well, that morning we're going to be dedicating some little ones and so uh, if that is where your family's at and you have not dedicated your children yet and that's something you'd like to do, uh, we would invite you to be part of that giant celebration too. So March the 6th, uh, we're looking forward to that. As always, there's lots of ways to be uh, partnering with us through giving. Sobelchurch.ca slash giving is where you can jump on and find out all the ways that you can do exactly that. God has given us this big ministry here in Sable Beach and in our community and in our province and in our world and he's doing amazing things around us. Join us in that, would you? Well, as we transition into our worship time and a little bit of time focusing into the word and some story this morning, uh, we wanna just invite you to lean into this time. Sing along with us. If singing is not your thing, why don't you grab a pad and just write out some of the notes, some of the thoughts that God brings to your mind. Maybe even write out a gratitude list, all the things that you're thankful for. uh, Whatever comes to mind, just write those down. That's a wonderful act of worship. Uh, Maybe you want to draw. Maybe you think your thing is drawing this morning. Uh, Take some time and do that. Maybe singing along is your thing. That's wonderful too. I even know that some of our musicians actually pull out their instruments and play along with us. Uh, on the screen and that's wonderful too. Whatever it's going to be this morning, would you lean into your time with the Father this morning? We have an extended time this morning where we're gonna look at through music and through story and through scripture, uh, this amazing um, privilege that we have of communion and the awesome sacrifice that Jesus uh, makes on our behalf. Let's pray as we start. God, as we come to you this morning, And we devote some time to you through uh, music and through story and through uh, your word. Would you draw near to us? I know you're there. I know you're there. And would you help us to draw near to you? Would you help us to get rid of the things that are distractions this morning so that we can really come and meet with you now? It's in your great and powerful name that we pray. Amen.
3: So I need you. Oh.
4: We see the story of Jesus going to the cross and everything seems to kind of be hand in hand. And then there's this one character that seems to interrupt the narrative. His name's Barabbas. We don't even know much about him except that he's a murderer, a leader of an insurrection, a rebel, and why he's even mentioned, sometimes I'm not so sure. It's like, what, Let's, this is about Jesus going to the cross. So in this moment, Pilate thinks, I hold the destinies of these two men in my hand. I know the Jews have a tradition that on a holy day, I will release one of the prisoners on death row. Pilate stands on this audacious stage, who now presents Jesus, son of the living God, versus Barabbas, the thug and rebel. He says, all right, who do you want? This is blasphemy, this has is, this is gone too far. There's no comparison. This is a rightful prisoner, a man who should be on death row. He's a rebel against Rome. He leads a rebellion. He murders people. He's a bad man. He's a thug and he's a crook. He deserves the chains and he deserves the crucifixion. Jesus, what has he done but heal, restore, deliver, set free, Open blind eyes, open deaf ears, heal the lame and the leper. What what has Jesus done? Who do you want? We, we want Barabbas. Yeah. Give us Barabbas. but I love Barabbas for while we were still sinners Christ died for us God sent his son for Barabbas even the one he knew would walk away from Jesus and his free gift and never come back he loves him and the nerve, the call, the audacity of believers to think I got saved by grace but now that I'm in this deep dark place of bondage I gonna work hard to get myself out what that's the opposite of the gospel are you bound are you held under the power of this temptation this do you feel like it's controlling you what are you going to do I'm going to shake myself free stop it no you won't you're no match for the powers of hell and the urges of sin you will not overcome it and you will never overcome it you'll just be another statistic there's no answer within yourself your own marriage your own goodness your own discipline your own devotion will not save your marriage and will not save your kids there's only one and he's the one that took your place he's the one that stood silently on the platform with Pilate and said yes let them have Barabbas, take me. How many times have I stood on that platform with Pilate and Jesus and I'm the Barabbas and they start to take my chains off and I say, no, no, I deserve this. I deserve the guilt, I deserve the shame, I deserve the consequence, I deserve it. Jesus seems to look at me, say, no son, Let me have it. Let me have your sin, let me have your pain. No, God, I did it to myself, I deserve it. My marriage won't make it, this is what I deserve. I deserve divorce, I deserve poverty, I deserve sickness, I deserve it all, no. so shameful. give me your shame but God what if I do it again I'll still be here oh God I don't want to hurt you I love you I I don't want to do this anymore give me your sins this is all we got it's all I got it's all you got so wide, so deep, so vast, so high, so expansive, so welcoming, so inclusive. Let me have your sin, son. Okay. When I give him my sin, let's stand in this empty space of forgiveness and acceptance while Jesus walks off to the cross that I deserve, I see him, I see him walking the post to be whipped. As I stand a free man, all the attention is turned now. And I feel the love of God saying, go son, live your life. I'll pay the price. Where did we get off thinking that we were going to set ourselves free? It's still Jesus. It'll always be Jesus. It'll never stop being the power of Jesus if his blood is sufficient for your salvation. His blood is sufficient to sustain you through every challenge and every sin and every temptation. Jesus is enough.
2: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
5: Well today's gathering has been all around Communion and we wanted to really focus in on it today and not just rush through it or tack it on to the end of the service as we sometimes do. Reflecting on that video that we watched, I wonder if Barabbas ever had that moment. If he ever realized the significance of what was happening. The author Tim Keller paints a wonderful picture of the scene. Uh, He he challenges us, let's step into Barabbas' sandals for a minute. Imagine you are literally walking to your death in chains, when all of a sudden you are freed. You hear those words again, crucify him, crucify him. Then you see another man being dragged to his death. The chants aren't for you. They are for Jesus of Nazareth. He's already been beaten and flogged, and he's forced to carry his own cross to his death. It's the same cross that you had imagined you would be carrying just a few minutes earlier. You think to yourself for a minute, that's my death, he's dying. Barabbas is the one person in history that could say Jesus literally carried his cross. Jesus took his death, and Barabbas was given the freedom that Jesus deserved. Jesus bore everything that Barabbas deserved—the shame, the guilt, the curse and disgrace, and death. But Barabbas got everything that Jesus deserved—freedom, declared innocent, released to life. What a scene! Did Barabbas know? Was this image of Jesus carrying his cross uh, etched on his heart and in his memories for the rest of his life? There are so many ironic parts to this story. It would be hard for him to miss it. Barabbas' name literally means son of the father. Bar meaning son and Abba meaning father. In the oldest text for the book of Matthew that we have, Uh, Barabbas' full name was actually Jesus Barabbas. So his name was Jesus, Son of the Father. Well, Tim Keller goes on to point out that we actually have two Jesus's in this story here, both Son of the Father, yet they couldn't be more different. One rules by taking the lives of others, the other rules by giving his own life. One wants to overthrow the king. The other is the rightful king of the people. Uh, One is guilty and set free. One is innocent and will be killed. The real son of the father will be put to death. The wrong son will be released to life. Jesus would be killed for the kind of crime that Barabbas actually committed. The ironies continue. Jesus literally took Barabbas' punishment for him. He even marched to his death the way Barabbas would have, except Jesus did this willingly and quietly. Not because he had lost, not because he had been outsmarted by his opponents. This wasn't an accident or a mistake. This wasn't God's plan B. This was God's plan from the beginning of creation. In Luke chapter 9, I love these words that describe Jesus. Uh, it, It says, His face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. Jesus was on a mission. His whole life was a journey towards this place called Golgotha, which Literally means the place of a skull. This is this place where he would die. His whole life was a march to the cross. Jesus lived to die. In John 10 and verse 17, Jesus himself said, My Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I received from my Father. The Jews chose the wrong Son of the Father, but the Lord put the right one in place. And that's the gospel. That's the good news. Just as the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. See, you and I are sinners. We all are. Like Barabbas, we sat in a spiritual prison, helplessly bound and sentenced to death, waiting for the day that we would receive the punishment that we deserved. But the good news of the Gospel is that when you trust in Jesus to save you, and you acknowledge your need of a Savior and repent of your sin, to repent, as has been explained before, is simply to choose to turn and go a different direction. When you do this, Jesus goes off to the cross in your place. He takes what you deserve and you get what he deserves, just like Barabbas. It's the greatest exchange in all of history. And here's an amazing fact. If you were the only one that he went to the cross for, he would have still done it just for you. Jesus gives up his life so that we can have life. But not just life, Jesus says, but life more abundantly. This exchange was once for all, but it's an ongoing reality. The word communion comes from the Latin communio, which means sharing in common. Communion is a regular reminder to ourselves and to each other, what we share in common which is the cross of Christ. And that we can walk in freedom because of the cross. It's hard to think that those who have been given such an amazing exchange, such an amazing gift, would need to be reminded, but we do. I mean, how can we forget this this amazing grace that we've been given? But we do, and we often live weighed down with any number of things. So, Jesus, when he gathers with his disciples at the Last Supper, says, Do this in remembrance of me. Break bread and take the cup together as a reminder of what I have done. Jesus says, If you have shame, give it to me. You have doubts, give it to me. You have pain or sorrow or regrets or sickness or temptation, give it to me. Don't hold on to those. Remember the exchange. Jesus says, take these things that the enemy would use to kill and destroy you with and give them to me. Release them and walk in freedom. Jesus says, I I took your death so you could have life. Remember that and celebrate. And so with that in our minds, we take the bread and we look at Isaiah, 53, and we see from these verses, beginning at verse 4, that Jesus took our pain. It reads, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Verse 5, we see Jesus took our punishment but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. In verse six, we see Jesus took our place. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Let's give thanks for the bread. Jesus thank you for this bread which is a symbol of your body that was broken. Thank you that you uh, that you were determined. You your face was turned uh, towards Jerusalem. The scripture says, you were on a mission. You knew what you were here to do. You lived so that you could so that you would die. Uh, your body was broken and beaten for each one of us. And so, uh, we take this bread today remembering uh, the sacrifice that you made on the cross. And we take this bread, we give thanks, we rejoice together as we eat this bread with grateful hearts. And then we take the cup There is power and there is life in the blood through the shed blood of Christ. We receive the exchange, the freedom, the forgiveness of sins, healing. We are brought into a right relationship with God. And so we give thanks for the cup. Jesus, thank you for this cup, which is a symbol of your blood that was poured out. Uh, you said that this blood is the new covenant. Uh, the old covenant was all about uh, what we could do, uh, how we could act. Uh, we know that we can't do anything for ourselves that will bring us into right relationship with God the Father. But by your blood, you brought into us into a new covenant, which is all about what you have done for us. And so we drink this cup today with thankful hearts. We rejoice together of what the blood signifies, the life that you've given us in this exchange. And so we drink the cup today with thankful hearts.
3: Yeah.
1: thank you for taking some time this morning. I, I pray that this has been uh, a wonderful time for you. As we look at the story of Barabbas and how communion and uh, Jesus' sacrifice for us, I pray that you have uh, had some impact in your life. And so here's two action steps for you at the very tail end of our time together. Number one, if you're watching during the premiere, then the live chat's right there. Why not type in how this morning uh, has impacted you if you haven't already? And outside of that, and even for those watching during the premiere, stories at salvalchurch.ca is open and available for you to just take some time and let us know how this morning has impacted you. Uh, We're of course right here and ready to pray with you. We're right here and ready to hear your stories and celebrate with you. Uh, We just know that God does amazing things. And so take some time uh, this morning and just let us know about that. All right, that's it for this morning. Uh, Check us out on all our social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. That's it for now, though. Blessings on your week. Bye-bye.